0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the Coptic month, Kiev And the Gospel of today from Luke chapter 1 is the visit of Saint Mary to Elizabeth to serve her and to help her during the last three months of her pregnancy. And there are actually two important dogmas that we learn from the Gospel of today The veneration of Saint Mary, the mother of God, is the first Doctrine and the second one is the dogma of the Theotokos We notice that the Holy Spirit filled Elizabeth as we read, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit so whatever she utters right now are the words of the Holy Spirit on her mouth. It is not her own belief, it is not what she speculates, but it is the words of the Holy Spirit on her mouth. So the first thing she said to Saint Mary, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So. Here actually we see Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit venerating St Mary. That's why if you listen to the response of the gospel during the third and the fourth weeks of Kiah we say we exalt you with Elizabeth your relative singing blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. The first two weeks of Kayak, the response of the Gospel, we say we glorify you or we greet you with Archangel Gabriel saying, Hail to you, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Because in the first two weeks, we remember the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to St. Mary. That's why the first two weeks, we say we greet you with Archangel Gabriel saying, hail to you, O full of grace, the Lord with you. But in the last two weeks, the third and the fourth week, especially we remember the visit of St. Mary to Elizabeth. So we say, we exalt you with Elizabeth, your relative, saying, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Even St. Mary, in her magnificent, she said, for all generation. For behold, henceforth all generation will call me blessed. All generation will call me blessed. So, the veneration of Saint Mary is actually dogma, a doctrine in the church. Something we don't invent, but it is biblical, <coughs> supported by the word of the Holy Spirit, which he uttered on the mouth of Elizabeth. The second one is the term Theotokos the mother of God, and we know that Nestorius, one of the heretics, he refused to call Saint Mary mother of God, because he said Saint Mary gave birth to a regular human being just all of us, then the divinity dwelt on this human being. Of course we refuse this incarnation of the Son of God the divinity, the second hypostasis, the Son took flesh not the divinity descended on a human being and made him divine our Lord Jesus Christ is not a man became divine but he is God who became man there is a big difference between the two statements our Lord Jesus Christ is not a man who became divine, no is God who became man and again Elizabeth said to Saint Mary why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me of course when she said my Lord Jesus was a fetus in her womb of Saint Mary so she is not speaking about a master or a Lord an earthly master but through the Holy Spirit she knew that this babe in the womb of Saint Mary is God who became man that's why she said why is this granted to me it's a great privilege it's a great honor I don't deserve it I'm not worthy for it that the mother of my Lord should come to me and I want you to notice the difference in age Elizabeth was almost 90 and Mary was 16 so she is not greeting a little girl but because of the Holy Spirit told and inspired Elizabeth to know this little girl is not just a regular girl she is the mother of God she sent Mary the Holy Theotokos she is the one who was chosen from all the women in the world to be the mother of God so we can see how the Holy Spirit uttered on the mouth of St. Elizabeth, these two important doctrines in the church, veneration of St. Mary and the doctrine of the Theotokos, the mother of God, St. Mary is the mother of God. Another point is the magnificent of St. Mary when she heard the greeting of Elizabeth. And I like how when St. Mary heard the greeting of Elizabeth and the praise uh, or veneration of Elizabeth, she turned this to venerate God. She turned all the glory to God. And this is a lesson to all of us. When some people commend us or praise us, then we need to know if there is anything good in us, it is from God. That's why we need to turn all the glory to God. As St. Paul said What do you have that you did not receive? And if you have received it Why you boast as if you did not receive? St. Paul is saying Can you tell me What are the gifts that you have That you did not receive from God? Anything we have We received it from God So St. Paul is wondering Then if you have received it from God why do you boast as if you did not receive anything as if it is your own that's why if we get praise we need to turn this praise to the Lord as Saint Mary did so in the response to the greeting of Elizabeth and the veneration of Elizabeth Saint Mary said my soul magnifies the Lord my soul magnifies the Lord Also, she is giving us a very important lesson in rejoicing even during the time of tribulation or trial. As you know, St. Mary became pregnant without seed of man. And this was a trial for her. Yes, it's a great blessing because now she becomes the mother of God. But who can believe her that her pregnancy is not without a seed of man? without marriage. Even Joseph, this righteous man, had doubt about St. Mary. And of course, he has every reason to doubt. Because we never heard that a virgin becomes a pregnant. So in a way, this great blessing was also a trial. And if no one actually believed St. Mary, she may be according to the law. She was stoned. But she put her trust in God, God who gave give her this honor and this blessing, God will defend her. And in the midst of this trial, she did not focus on the trial, but she focused on the salvation that the Lord granted her. That's why she said, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. When actually we switch our focus, instead of focusing on the trial or on the tribulation, and we focus on the salvation of the Lord or on the gift that God granted to us, can we can rejoice easily? But the problem, many of us, when we go through a difficult time, we focus on the problem itself. That's why you became anxious we lose peace, we lose our joy, we lose our happiness but if we learn to trust God as Saint Mary did and we focus on the salvation of the Lord he will rescue as he promised us then we will be happy and joyful even during the time of tribulation my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior and we notice in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, the righteous people and the prophets and the saints usually gave God names, names from their own experience. Maybe the most one who gave God many, many names was David the prophet. He called God, My Savior, My life, My Salvation, My Refuge, My Shepherd, My Teacher. When you you read the book of Psalms, you can read all the names that David gave to God. These names are personal experience, not just he learned that God is a savior, God is a king, God is a teacher, God is a father and he is repeating these names, but it is from personal experience and every Christian should actually give names to God from his personal experience. When you say, the Lord is my shepherd, not because it's written in Psalm 23, but because you experience God in your life as your own shepherd, and so on. And her magnificent self Mary gave God so many names. She called him Savior. She called him merciful. She called him the strong one. She called him the helper. She called him the faithful. So at least actually we can find five names. St. Mary experienced God and that's why she gave him these five names. We like to reflect quickly on these names. The first name, my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. So she gave God this title, my savior. Because as she heard from Archangel Gabriel, this baby, his name will be Jesus. Why Jesus? Jesus means the Savior. And Archangel Gabriel told her because he will save his people from their own sins. So, Saint Mary knows that God is the Savior. Savior, he saved all the people from the bondage of sin from the kingdom of darkness from the ruling of Satan and also on a personal level she experienced that God is her savior he saved her and rescued her so many times and she felt that God was walking with her in her life journey step by step that's why she said my spirit has rejoiced in God my savior When Joseph actually started to doubt her, God sent an angel to confirm to Joseph that this pregnancy is from the Holy Spirit. And in the trip to Egypt, Saint Mary endured many, many trials, many difficult times. It was not an easy trip, but actually God rescued them several times. Even in the trip to Elizabeth, as you know, Judea, where Elizabeth lives, is in the south. Madaris in Galilee is the north. If you remember the geography of Israel, Galilee in the north, in the middle, Samaria, and in the south, actually, Judea. I don't remember exactly, but it's about maybe... 90 miles or more than 90 miles and at the time there was no cars or so she has actually to go through roads and there was no navigation at the time so she need to discover her way in the mountain from Galilee in the north all the way to Judea where Elizabeth lives. She traveled this 90 miles and she was actually in her first three months of pregnancy and I'm sure this trip had many challenges to St. Mary but she went and she experienced that the God was her Savior during this trip she called him also merciful as she said his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation His mercy is on those who fear Him from generation to generation. And so Mary understand that the mercies of God are, number one, based on His goodness and His love for mankind, not based on our worthiness. So this mercy is granted to us based on His goodness, because He is good and lover of mankind because of the abundance and the richness of his love, not because of our worthiness. But maybe somebody says and asks, if his mercy is based on his goodness, why he grant his mercy only to those who fear him from generation to generation? Actually, his mercy is for everyone. But those who will enjoy the mercies of God are those who fear him. The others who do not fear him, they block the mercy of God from working with them. Because they have other gods in their life. For example, she said, he filled the hungry with good things and the rich he sent away empty. Why? Because the rich trust in their money. They don't trust in their God. That's why the the hungry trust in God. So God actually... Filled them with good things. But those who trust in money, they have another God. False God they trust in. That's why they will not, did not enjoy the mercies of God. In the same way, he has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. The problem here is not God not showing his mercy to the mighty. No, he wants to show his mercy and to give them their mercy. But they trust in their might, in their strengths. They have another God to trust in, the might and the strengths, not God. That's why they block and hinder, you know, the grace of God to work with them. That's why they were put down from their thrones, but the lowly are exalted. That's why God said to St. Paul, my grace is sufficient because my power is made perfect in weakness meaning when I don't trust anything I don't trust any power but I trust God then His power will be made perfect in me but if I trust any other thing power, connections, prestige, money then actually all these false gods will hinder that the power of God and His mercy work fully with me. The same way she said he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. Those who are proud actually they trust themselves. So the rich trust in money, the mighty trust in power, the proud trust in themselves, in their abilities. That's why they were scattered in the imagination of their heart. They were deceived by their hearts and trusting themselves. That's why they were scattered in the imagination of their heart. But the lowly, as she said, he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. The humble, he lifted them up, but the proud actually, they were scattered in the imagination of their hearts. The third the title she gave to God that He is powerful. He has shown his strength with his arm. He has shown his strength with his arm. Usually when you read his arm that is the son. The father when she said he is God the father has shown his strength with his arm with the son. Because God makes everything by his son. He created the world by his son. So his arm referred to the son. So she's saying the father has shown strength with his son. And the strength was demonstrated in the creation of the world, in the miracle that he did, in splitting the Red Sea, in splitting the Jordan River, in moving mountains, so many things in raising the dead. But mainly, mainly, when he crushed Satan, and he bound Satan, and broke down the gates of Hades and delivered all those who were taken captive from Hades and transferred them to the paradise of joy and opened the paradise of joy. Saint Mary experienced the power of God and the strength of God in her life. That's why she said, he is powerful. He has shown his strength with his arm. Also, the fourth description he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy so God is the helper and when you read uh, the gospel of John chapter 14, 15, 16 these three chapters about the Holy Spirit you will find the word helper is repeated several times the helper means God will never replace us in doing what we need to do but he will help us in order to be successful there is a human part and there is a divine part the human part is what you can do the divine part is what you cannot do God will not encourage laziness so you need to do what you can do God will never do it for you But what you cannot do, God will do it for you. You need to offer the five loaves and to fish. That's what you can do. But to feed the multitude, this God will do because you cannot do it. You need to launch to the deep and cast your net for a catch. That's what you can do. But to catch so many fish, that's what God will do because you cannot do. You need to remove the stone from the tomb. That's what you can do but what you cannot do is to raise ladders from the dead that's what he can do for you you cannot do because God will do it so that's why we understand the term helper he helps us helps us with what we cannot do but he will never do for you what you can do and Saint Mary understood this term that's why she called God helper has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And the last title she gave to God, that he is faithful as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. God actually made a promise to Abraham that he will deliver him and he will deliver his seed. This promise literally about the deliverance from Egypt to the promised land, and God fulfilled this but there is another promise, there is another covenant that God made with Abraham in your seed, all generations will be blessed this is not about Israel coming out from Egypt to the promised land but it is about the salvation of the whole humanity the exodus from the kingdom of Satan to the Kingdom of Christ. It is another Exodus. All the believers on the day of baptism will renounce Satan and accept Jesus Christ. It's an Exodus from the Kingdom of darkness, Kingdom of Satan into the Kingdom of Christ. There was a promise from God, and God was faithful in fulfilling this promise as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. God spoke and he fulfilled his promise. As St. Paul said, if we are not faithful, God will remain faithful. Because he cannot deny himself. That's who he is, he is faithful. He cannot deny himself. And God, when he sent Archangel Gabriel to announce to St. Mary the birth of Christ, she saw the fulfillment of this promise. In your seed, in Abraham's seed, all generations will call me blessed. That's why St. Mary, she gave God these titles. He is a Savior, He is a merciful, He is powerful, He is a helper, He is faithful. So, again, St. Mary, in response to the greeting and the exaltation that she received from Elizabeth, she turned everything to glorify God. And she turned all the glory to God. And... In this way, actually, we should act when people give us compliment or praise or commend us. We know that we did not, anything we have, we received it from God. That's why we need to actually turn all the glory to God, to Him is glory forever and ever. Amen.